0: No purchase necessary, void, were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following is a presentation of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. It's time for Inside Virginia Tech Wrestling. Now, let's join your host, three-time national wrestling writer and broadcaster of the year, Jason Bryant. Another episode of Inside Virginia Tech Wrestling as a wrap-up the month of September and this season of the show. Joining us just like we had assistant coach Frank Molinaro on earlier this week. Now Jared Freyer coming into the fray, pun poorly attempted and intended. Coach Freyer, how you been, man?
1: I am good, man. Busy, busy. Getting ready for a big weekend here in uh, Blacksburg.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what's going on in Blacksburg first. But as, as before, we even got started, as, as this this program listeners know that Jared and I are both Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans, and uh, we're, we had a tough had a tough <laughs> go of it this past weekend, especially for me because I am married to a Vikings fan, so that is brutal. And in, in having my kids being uh, picked and wearing Vikings cheerleading outfits and I don't have any choice over the matter. I'm like, no. So uh you know, what's it like when you, you go into those civil war situations when it's the Bucks against uh one of your friends or family's teams?
1: Yeah, my wife is a Broncos fan, so uh we don't have that matchup too often. But when it is it's a uh, pretty cutthroat. So uh but man, it's it's
0: all right. I can I can handle I
1: can handle the the NFL talk. Start messing with my college teams and we then we got we got problems.
0: Well I don't even want to talk about my college team based on what happened to your <laughs> your your employer last week. And I almost got through the entire episode with Frank not mentioning that. But uh, as as I drink, hey, Adam the, said, the
1: Monarchs put the death put put forth a
0: valiant effort. Okay, let's stop right now. Okay, <laughs> I saw a tweet that made a whole lot of sense. Virginia Tech football is in what 125 years? That was Old Dominion's 101st game ever. So uh, let's let's just. Let's, let's remember where it's not where you're going. It's where you're trying to get to. And it's not where you're, I don't know what I'm trying to think of something to defend it. They, they, they got shut out. They crossed midfield once, maybe twice. And they got a 17 year old quarterback. It was,
1: it was was 3-0 after the first quarter. I thought it was pretty impressive.
0: So, you know, I was, I was not disappointed by a 38, nothing, uh, beat down. Honestly, I mean, the offense didn't do anything, but I was like, okay, well, it could have been 50, like Carolina put up the week. Exactly. But this is not the old dominion football podcast and it's, uh, it's not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> football podcast, even though as much as I would like those two things to happen, that is not what Virginia Tech has brought me on for. What we have started to talk about with Mr. Frayer is his first six months on the job. As you heard Frank go through his uh, process and what it's been like for him the past six months, uh, let's start with Mr. Frayer. First six months on the job. What are your 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 early uh, early returns on life in Blacksburg?
1: Man, it's it's been a whirlwind. It's definitely been a whirlwind and uh, an exciting whirlwind and a uh, fast paced world went that Um yeah, man, it's been I kinda went it's kinda funny, I posted something, I think it was a video on flow on my Facebook page and, you know, had, you know, everybody congratulating me and, you know, excited for me. And then uh had a had a director of um anesthesiology um at a at a hospital in Tampa say, We miss you in the OR and it kinda like brought me like full circle. Like six months ago I was in the OR and now I'm, you know, getting ready to have the biggest recruiting weekend in Virginia Tech history. And, um, it's been, it's just been nonstop, 55 nights in a hotel, um, running around, uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, Akron, Ohio, um, you know, and everywhere in between, um, including Vegas and, and, uh, just, it's, it's been a whirlwind. It's been an awesome six months, exciting to get back into the, into the sport that I love and, um, and, been super passionate about and just a, uh. It's great, man. We're settled in. Bought a house in Blacksburg about a mile from campus. Both my girls are in their second month of school and uh the wife has got a well-run salon in the basement of our house. So so life is good and and uh just excited for uh for what's to come here in uh in Blacksburg.
0: After Frank cut his hair prior to the trials, that that means he's he's got no use for said salon.
1: <laughs> exactly. They were they were my wife's shears that he used, but uh actually they got left in Lincoln so uh we uh was gracious enough to buy me buy my wife some new shears so we're uh hopefully we're growing the growing we're both growing our hair back out and we'll have uh plenty of
0: um plenty of product to be used in the near future. Yeah, you did there was an era there you had you had some flowing curly locks as I do <laughs> recall. It's true, it's
1: true. And uh we're we're gonna we'll we'll end up working our way not that long but uh
0: you're just bit, gonna rub it in Roby's uh, face. That's all you're doing that for. He's like, "Hey, Tony, look what I can do."
1: <laughs> I'm not gonna say that didn't come up on on our recruiting visit while uh, my wife and I went down, but it but it may have come up, and uh, yeah, he uh, he uh, hired two assistants with some pretty solid hair. <laughs> yeah,
0: as as we talk about uh, the local scene there before we get into the wrestling discussion. Uh, when when you're settling in a new place and your career as far as uh, competition wise uh, you don't have to worry about making the weight uh as frank still does even though he's talked about he's moving up to a new weight class mm-hmm. so that leads me to question what's and i know there's some great great spots to eat in blacksburg what have you discovered as one of your favorite spots to eat
1: well when we uh and it's great because recruiting season right now so we we uh frequent many of the local uh eateries um but man it's it's tough to i'm gonna have to go with frank and that that Cowfish taco is, is a tough place just with the uh you know the the scenery and the the environment just a uh kind of brings me back to back to my florida stomping grounds and very light casual good meal that uh just about everybody enjoys and it's literally i can almost hit it hit it uh with a rock from my house so we we like to go to cobblefish taco when we have the time
0: yeah my question though is having not been there before what type of fish do you think they're using there Ah, uh, we try not to talk about that. <laughs> See, I have a rule, you know, <laughs> you grew up in, in Florida where either way you can, you're going to hit a coast if you drive within a, a certain amount. I have a rule living, living right. out here in Minnesota. I don't eat seafood west of Richmond, Virginia, unless I can catch it. Like, in a, I'm eating lake fish. I'm eating walleye. Am I eating flounder out here? Uh-uh. Nope. Nope. <laughs> you know, it's like the they first time I came out what, here. What, I go, there's like, hey, you want lobster. a little red lobster? No, take me to a steakhouse.
1: <laughs> exactly. All right. But what's nice about Blacksburg, there's there's these gals that drive here every I think it's Monday and Thursday from uh, the Jersey Shore, and they sell fresh catch from their uh, they're called the the fish ladies, and uh, just a plug for them that they they pull up in a in a uh, refrigerated truck with supposedly fresh fresh fish every Monday and Thursday. So there you go. Maybe Cabo's going to them.
0: Yeah, I just know that I can drive about three miles to the end of my parents' uh, hometown and be like, all right. Where are the crab cakes? Where's the crab? Yeah, so that's that's the one thing about mm-hmm. growing up in the Chesapeake Bay that I, I definitely miss is uh, the opportunity to get uh, fresh. Now I like myself some lake fish, some walleye, you know. But uh, yeah, it's just it's kind of hard to beat a, a big flounder hoagie or something like that. Anyway, no doubt, no doubt. Moving on, another experience is uh, outside of the food course. I like food. I like football, as you've heard. I don't necessarily um, know what winning football is is a whole lot like, but uh, you being an <laughs> Oklahoma grad, you've had some monster events in Norman and uh, you know Blacksburg has made itself a football town over the last uh, two decades especially what are those tailgating experiences like the football experiences like from Blacksburg and comparing them to your time in Norman
1: well you know it's 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 great I mean as far as the wrestling program we I think we do a great job of of doing our own tailgate and it's you know it's right in the mecca of every everybody else's tailgate so this this is really the first place where um uh roby and the and the program have really put a uh emphasis on on doing our own tailgate you know the whole nine yards just got a satellite big screen tv um cater everything so it's it's great to welcome back alumni and and uh you know our guys and recruits and families and and really be able to uh you know sell the program not only you know in the wrestling room um and on the mat but uh but on a social level and uh it's, pr- it's pretty cool to see that emphasis on Saturdays because, um, you know, me and Roby Molinero, we're all big time college football fans. So, uh, the experience here is, is unlike any other and tomorrow night, or excuse me, Saturday night is going to be, um, something that I'm, I'm pretty fired up for. I've, it's been a long time since I've been, been to a, a game of this magnitude. And, um, I think it was the, uh, Wisconsin Ohio state game was the last night game where it was, uh, you know, two top 10 teams getting ready to, to, uh, Go to work. So I'm fired up, man. It's going to be an awesome, an awesome uh, event here in uh, Lane
0: Stadium. Well, when we talk about the prevalence of good football teams really helping the recruiting process. You've had the opportunity, you know. Uh, I've been going to OU, having coached at Iowa, having having now coached at Virginia Tech, but also coaching at Harvard. Let's <laughs> explain maybe a football recruiting weekend at the Ivy League versus one say, oh, I don't know, the Big Ten, the Big Twelve.
1: Well, it was it, it's definitely a little more of a, uh, a social event. Um although that the Harvard Yale game is something that everyone should should take a peek at. It's it's pretty it's a pretty awesome uh event, you know, throwing throwing uh um, my love over to Jay you know, still doing such an awesome job at Harvard and uh it is. It's it's a uh it's more of a social event. It's uh I think Harvard is the oldest stadium in the in the country and uh you know, the like Soldier Field and some of the some of the more iconic stadiums and venues around the country are mimicked after after harvard stadium and it's just a uh, you know it's a little different it's not the it's not the normal recruiting weekend of a big-time college football program but uh it's still it's it's a, uh, a spectacle and and something that that uh should definitely be seen so um different yet still a uh something that you want to get your get your guys to
0: i'm trying to look at the timeline and, and when you were there and of course the the notorious harvard yale we suck prank. were you there at that time when that happened?
1: No, I think I, I think that was like
0: 2007 or eight, and right after I had left. Oh, uh, or it might actually it says oh, 04. It might have been right before you got there. So I mean, it was one of these things. I just remember you said mentioned Harvard, Yale. I'm like, ooh, that would be it. yeah. That's that's a that's you know if you if you don't know what we're talking about, just YouTube. Harvard says we suck, and it's it's, it's actually quite hilarious. Uh, um, sorry, Jay, because uh, you and I both share an affinity for for Jay Weiss and uh, and his old stomping grounds of of Lancaster and Franklin and Marshall. But as we get back. To our uh, somewhat informal discussion with Jared Frayer, when we start off preseason, what have you noticed that's been different uh, about how Tony Roby's getting things rolling from other places you've coached?
1: Well, um, I think just the uh, it, you know really go, all goes back to the kids. I mean, seeing the seeing the passion that these kids have, um, the workouts that went through the summer and and right into right into preseason. Um, you know, as far as what what they're willing to to give and and buying in that they're doing into uh Frank's Frank's kind of workout scheme and then into all of our, our technical and, and different aspects that we bring to the table. Um just seeing just seeing their loyalty to Roby and, and how, you know, he's really I mean he's the cog that, that brought all this through and and um has made this as, as seamless a process as as before and just see them buy into, you know, these two new guys that literally are six months into the job and, and they're, you know, they're buying what we're selling. And, and I think we're, we're doing a great job. And, um, for the most part, we're, we're getting better. We're getting better at the sport of wrestling. Um, we're not running, you know, a million times a day, but we're, we're, uh, doing a lot of teaching, um, kind of pushing our, um, what we're looking for in our, in our wrestlers. And, and then, uh, you know, we're doing, we're, I think we're doing a great job. Our guys' weights are where they need to be, and that's such a big part of the sport. And, um, man, we're just excited to to see see some different competition here in about
0: five weeks. Speaking of competition, you were in the corner for Frank Molinaro at the World Team Trials where he finished uh, second in the Best of Three series to Zane Rutherford, who's his former club teammate up at Penn State. And what was it like for you to get back in the corner in a freestyle situation with the New surroundings, a new guy you're coaching, who you just gone in. You both been hired uh, at a school. You've got a, a Southeast Regional Training Center uh, shirts on. I mean, this new everything for you,
1: right? And and uh, man, it was it was it was heartbreaking for me. It was the, uh, I mean that the you know was like getting back on a bike as far as being being in his corner and and uh, the surroundings. I was in it you know so many times um, in the past, but to be in his corner and knowing you know, for the short time that I knew him, the passion that he had of, of with the sport and, and winning and, and doing everything the the right way, you know, just heartbroken to see, to see, um, him not, you know, get his hand raised in in the final match. Um, we, uh, you know, knowing what kind of just the transition, it was, it was a difficult transition, especially for him, um, having to train kind of part-time both areas out of his, out of his element per se. And, um, you know, he's, he's a, he's a passionate fiery guy that that you know will do anything he can to get to get his hand raised you know wrestling is, is his life and um you know behind behind his family that's that's what he that's what he strives to be great in and um so it was it was hard it was it was it was definitely um a position that that i think you know perfect perfect uh position he, he's on that team and and to see the the guys that that he beat in the last year do so be so successful at the world championships um, just, just difficult, and um, you know he's excited to get back, get back on the horse, and and uh, you know continue to to make some world teams and and make that team in 2020.
0: And not to bring up any skeletons or bad blood or, or, or bad memories, but you were in a position where uh, you lost a tight best of three series to to make a world team. Now you eventually would would go on to make an Olympic team in 2012. Frank's kind of doing it backwards. He's made the Olympic team and now lost a, a tight, gritty best of three series in the world team trials. What advice do you have for, for a guy like Frank coming off that situation where, you know, it's, it's the world championships and you were this close.
1: Right. Um, He's such a mature guy. He's a mature competitor. Um, He's coached and, and just been a competitor and, and he he understands um, how close he is. He understands how big of a deal, um, the lifestyle uh, part of, being a champion is and and I think we all realized that we were we were he was making changes in his in his lifestyle that you know maybe didn't play into into uh being at in tip top shape and and that's you know neither neither here nor there and um he's going to make those changes we're going to make those changes I'm going to be be a better coach and better um you know resource for him in the future and and He's, he's he's gonna make those changes and 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 be better for it so it's just an, it's a it's a growing pain that I went through a lot of them um, he, he you know he's gone through gone gone through that now and and like i said, he's, he's gonna be uh, he's gonna be on top of that podium in, in no time.
0: Frank had talked about some of the, the the tricks that you bring to the table when it comes to to technical things now that he's gonna go up and he is gonna probably focus less on on dropping weight and those those hard weight cuts. Uh, before making uh, you know sixty five kilos now going up to seventy. How much are you gonna try to maybe uh slide in some of your bag of tricks into his uh his offensive arsenal?
1: Um as as much as I can. And, you know and he 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 says that he's this, you know, this uh you know fundamental elementary wrestler that that uh he's he's got plenty of tricks himself. So uh you know I'm gonna help him where where I can. Um it's great to have Graf back in there. So it's you know being able to teach you know, him, him, Graf, and Walls are all, they're all very similar. They're straightforward, they're attackers, you know, they're not going to leave anything, anything, uh, on the table are they're, they're going to go after and try and score some points. So being able to throw in a trick or two for, for those guys, um, you know, where they're, you know, not necessarily vanilla, but you know, they, they might have, you know, it might help them to have a little trick up their sleeve. I think we, we have some, uh, I have some skills to, to help them, not only in their top, top wrestling, but, Maybe their defensive wrestling and, and counter offense. So, um, you know, where things I'll help him. But but he's uh, when his weights when he, he makes weight right and and uh, is ready to go and is and has lived the, lived the right um, lifestyle. He's no, nobody's going to beat him. So um, excited for him and and uh, all these guys. You know, they're doing the right things and, and are in a, are finally in an environment where they can um, really the sky's the limit.
0: Well, as we talk about uh, tools and toolboxes, what was your favorite junk move that 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 gave you the most success? Whether it be your folk style or freestyle,
1: man, I think just um, just being being able to um, take advantage of guys getting out of position, and and you're not going to get guys out of position too much at at this level, but uh, those little knacks where a guys' hips are turned the right way, or you take away a post, and I mean they weren't, they weren't necessarily you know, junk moves, but I'm gonna take advantage of a guy, you know, if he's gonna pick his head up and let me headlock him, I'm gonna headlock him. So uh <laughs> you know, I've I've uh I've been with with the, with a headlock. So um, um just yeah, just taking advantage of, of positions where you know, I've been wrestling freestyle since I was a uh you know, a four or five year old and I didn't wrestle folkstyle till I was a freshman in high school. So um we didn't have that down in Florida. We just had freestyle in USA wrestling. So um I think it's just experience and and being able to you know take advantage of the guy being out of position.
0: You mentioned Tyler Graf, and, and we asked Frank the same question about what's that relationship been like building with him? He's, he spoke highly of his work ethic, and uh, what's your perspective on what Tyler Graff is going to bring to the program?
1: No doubt he there's nobody that works harder than him, um, you know, and I was with him for for two and a half years at at, at Wisconsin, and and nothing's changed. He's actually I mean really broadened his horizons as a wrestler and as a human being and, um, just, uh, you know, his work ethic, his coaching, his, I mean, every little thing he he is, he has thought through and and has a great understanding of of the sport and what it takes to, uh, to excel. And, um, you know, he's had some bad breaks in his career. And, um, I think now that he's actually training with college guys and international guys on a regular basis, um, he's got a, he's got as bright a future as anybody. So, I'm fired up for Tyler. I've known him for a long, long time, and and uh, I think that he's in, in a place where he can really uh, blossom and and start making some world teams and and finish up in Tokyo.
0: Yeah. So, how much does a change of scenery really impact somebody who's again he is uh, just a, a freestyle monster. He has beaten basically everybody domestically, and then has the one tight win in Lincoln that that changes the course of of his season. What does that change of scenery do for an athlete?
1: Well, I mean not as much the chain of scenery it's the fact that he was his his main workout partners were high school kids so i mean he's he's literally working out with high school kids for the last 2 or 3 years and not you know when he goes on training camps or goes abroad and, and is able to get his hands on guys um you know in competitions and little training camps here and there that's the only time he's wrestling with guys that that can push him and now um for him to go with myself frank um all our guys on our team it's, it's a, you know, it's a whole other level of training and, and, you know, he's, he's fired up about it. And, you know, we really have to scale back his, his training off the mat because he trained so hard off the mat because he had no one to push him on the mat. So we're having to really pull back his, his cardio and his lifts and that type of stuff where he really had to focus on that to be in the shape to, to win Pan Amps, to win these, these prestigious tournaments around the country and around the world that he needs to pull that back and just focus on his wrestling. And I think that's really where it's, going going to help him the most. And I think with his job, his wife having a great job in the uh, engineering department here, I mean, it allows him to do that. And, and he's, he's going to be great for all of our, our young guys.
0: How much do you think uh, the draw of you being there helped him in his decision to join the Southeast regional training center and the coaching staff? It,
1: it was, it was a big, I think it was a big deal. I mean, he knew me, he trusted me. Um, I saw him literally at four in the morning after, after the, uh, I was getting on a flight. We were both of this on the same flight to Chicago out of Lincoln. And, and that was, it was four thirty in the morning. And I, and I, I cornered him. I said, Tyler, I mean, what's your goal? You know? I, I, and he's said, he's like to make a world team and to make Olympic teams. And, and I, and I had to question him, you know, I got to be hard on him and say, are you in the right place to, to be able to do that? And if you, I want you to think about it. If you really think that, um, you are, then, then don't call me, but, if if you are looking for something that um is gonna put you in position to do those things, I want you to call me and um I think that was Sunday and, and he called on Wednesday and, and the ball started rolling.
0: So with the new weight classes the way they are and, and the weigh in schedule, his days at fifty seven are probably done.
1: Yeah, you know, <laughs> except except for except for twenty twenty. You know. I I think that's that's still on the still on the table. Um Sixty is perfect, two hour weigh-in for him. Um, but when it comes to Olympic year when that that weight's not there. Um, me personally I don't think he's a sixty five pounder. I'm not sure if I can sell him on that, but but I think fifty seven, you know, you would need to shrink his body, a good probably ten pounds and um he doesn't he doesn't get huge. He's so disciplined that he's never he's never too far away from it. he's always a day away from making weight. So, um that's just the way he's he's wired and, and he always will be and um you know that's that's kudos to him, and and uh, you know fifty seven might be the weight if if he need, if he feels like sixty five is then then he'll bulk up and and be a be a sixty five kilo. So that's that's the hard thing about the the Olympic weights and world weights. No problem. He's going to be the best guy at sixty one.
0: Well, moving forward, we're going to get into the recruiting and back on the the college scene for a minute. As uh, reached out for a couple questions from Hokey Nation via the Tech Sideline Forum, which. Uh, I don't know if you knew this beforehand. There was no wrestling specific forum on Tech Sideline before. Like, I guess it's been about a year. It was always in the Olympic sports. Now that there's a wrestling culture so big in Blacksburg, now that the most one of the most popular message boards for Tech Sports is like, all right, we got to have a wrestling. This this wrestling has overtaken the Olympic sports board. You get your own board, so (laughs) that's a positive (laughs) thing. Yes, sir. So speaking of that, we get the question from Michael Shelton, who is a a proud Hokey fan and, and listener of this program, wants to know what will it take for Virginia Tech to start getting top 10 kids to commit on a consistent basis?
1: We should know more about that, that question about 48 hours, but, um, (laughs) and that's the thing getting, getting guys on campus, um, seeing how special this place is and then, uh, and then performing on the mat. I'm seeing, uh, seeing these guys go out with an offensive style, a fun style, a a style that's going to get people in the seats, not just, top 10 recruits, but, but fans and, um, and continuing to, continuing to keep, keep guys at that level. Um, we got it. We have a huge weekend coming up and and it could play a huge part in the, in the future of, of the program. And, um, you know, not that it's the end all, but we're going to continue to try and get the best kids on campus, young kids. Um, I think, um, over the summer, um, we can attest to, 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 to reaching out and trying to get, um, Reaching out to get the, get the best kids at camp, um, on campus for unofficials, and um, it's we're gonna the proof's in the pudding real soon. So, so uh, just just hold that, Mr. Shelton, and, and we'll uh, we'll touch on that here in a week or two.
0: Yeah, no, it might also depend on uh, I don't know the Clemson game, but we. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get to the well. will we'll, we've already talked about the football, though that the maroon effect should be interesting. I know I'm definitely going to be watching that yeah. one because I have it's to nice admit thing. this. I have to admit this. Prior to said alma mater having a football program, I was I am I am a Tech football fan. So I, I've had to. I don't believe in the number two team, so to speak. But having rooted for Tech for so long, growing up before uh, said alma mater gets a team, I I, I feel like uh, you know Saturdays I watch Old Dominion and I watch the Hokies. So that's I just want to let Hokie like Nation it. know that. I've 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 been there with you guys until, uh, you know, said school Uh, for those of us actually that didn't go to school there. But uh, and some people that listen to the show know about my uh, experiences in Blacksburg more than others. We won't say anything about uh, Chris Martin's (laughs) chandelier. Anyway, getting back to uh, the recruiting things, because I don't believe that was recruiting weekend where I broke that. But uh, we talked with Frank about social media and how much this has played a role in recruiting. Uh, you're a little. You're you're my age, so we're we're a little struggling, maybe a little bit more with the social media and how the kids are, these days are interacting. But when it comes to recruiting, when you see kids post stuff, uh, whether it be on Twitter or Facebook, and and you know the coach is going to be following them, what are some things that you think recruits should absolutely not do? And say, hey, if you want to come to Virginia Tech, you need to not do that stuff.
1: Yeah, you know, I think the kids are, are a lot smarter these days. They're they're starting to understand the culture that that they need to surround themselves with and, and being smart on that type of stuff, um, you know, and it's, and it really is, I mean, to, to college coaches, it's, it's, you know, it's a one strike deal. You know, it's, if you, if you post something or, or are tagged in something or whatever the case may be, um, you know, that's on you. It's, it's a huge responsibility on, on, on um, these prospective student athletes that, you know, you got to surround yourself with people that care about you um, that are, that are going the same, the same path that you're going. And, um, you know, it's a big deal. If, if, if something like that gets, gets posted out there, um, not only, you know, it's not only about college athletics now, it's, it's, you know, your future employers, you know, I, I got in the corporate world for a couple of years and I know that, you know, guys that are looking to interview kids, you know, they're, they're going pretty far back on their social media, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, um, obviously can't go back. I'm just learning this whole Snapchat thing, but uh, (laughs) Instagram and all that good stuff. So my wife and daughter are trying to teach me how to Snapchat. So, but, uh, but yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a big deal and the kids need to be, need to be aware of it, careful about it. And, you know, if, if something's getting on there one time, then, then there's, there's a problem, you know, it's, it's, it's obviously a a pattern and, and something that, that either needs to be nipped in the bud or, or, uh, you know, we're moving on to the next guy. So.
0: You no know, doubt one of it, my it, tips big deal. for kids was always, don't put anything that that you kind of have to like talk around explain like if your handle is something that's that's like you can find on urban dictionary not a good start because the last thing you want <laughs> is your sports administrator coming in like hey what is a and you don't want and you have to go to urban dictionary to look it up you know that's that's a little tip right. for you recruits out there that are listening now moving forward with your goals here. You've you've been there six months now, the next six months, by the time that six months ends, the college wrestling season for twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen will be over. What goals do you have personally for the program? What goals do you have personally as a coach? And what goals personally do you well do you have for the kids that you've got your hands on most of the time? Um just,
1: just improving daily and that's what we preach, you know, whether whether it be in our uh you know, our athletic life, academic life, social life spiritual life, we're, we're getting better in all those, all four of those, uh, facets. Um, you know, as a team, I, you know, I think we, we expect ourselves to, to win ACC titles and, and be in, be in the hunt for a, for an, for an NCAA trophy. Um, and then just, like I said, if, if we're getting better every day in those, those four facets, we're going to, we're going to put ourselves in position to, uh, to do great things come, uh, come March. So, um, I think we're, heading the right direction. We are uh, focusing on those, on those facets and, and we're, we're going to, we're going to be where we need to be um, come March. So we're doing a great job. I think as a staff coming together, um, giving these guys the resources to be great. Now it's about them taking the horns and, and, uh, and running with them.
0: So how is Tony Roby as a leader?
1: Uh, it's. I don't think I would have come back to college wrestling if it, if
0: it was for somebody
1: else. Um, I think, and I've, and I've been around a lot of, a lot of great people in this sport. Um, but to see his, his, uh, passion for the sport, his passion for this university, um, for the guys on the team, the families that surround this, this program, um, you know, he's been an assistant for, for a long time and, um, has seen a lot of things, has worked his tail off to get where he's at. And, um, he's just, he's just doing a great job giving us the responsibilities to, to thrive in. In the positions that, that Frank and I are in and Ty and um, Tyler, just, it's, it's been, it's been great. And um, he, uh, he leads by example. I mean, he works his tail off, you know, throughout the, throughout the day. And then, you know, into, into the evening, you know, when he's texting me or emailing me um, stuff about recruits for the next day or, or, uh, you know, some, something in administration that needs to be done. Um, you know, it's anywhere from, Seven in the morning to ten at night, and, and you know he's all about taking this taking this program to, to the to the next level. So it's been it's been nothing. I can't say enough great things. You know, not just because my he's my boss, but um, just just getting to know him as a as a human being, and and uh, you know, seeing seeing how passionate he is about about wrestling, about getting better in life, and and um, you know this university as a whole.
0: Now the one question. Frank Molinaro had for you, and you've actually had uh, probably a couple of days to, to think on this one. He wanted to know what was the hardest match you wrestled and won?
1: The hardest match that I wrestled
0: and won? Okay. This is from Frank Molinaro? Frank Molinaro is asking this. <laughs> um,
1: Man. He was probably wrestling, you know, I don't want to
0: name drop here,
1: but wrestling Carrie Colot in two thousand and I want to say four, two thousand five. He just made a comeback and he was my hero growing up, knowing that I was gonna have to wrestle my hero and legend on his you know, I think it was a second match back, the Dave Schultz. And uh God willing I came up with a victory. And um that was that was a pretty uh pretty big match in in my eyes because, you know, his his pedigree is his history. And, um, you know, sure enough, he came back and, and beat me in the 2008 Olympic trials. But, uh, that was, a, that was a pretty, uh, pretty big match that, that was tough just because of who I was wrestling and, um, being able to uh, sneak out the victory, um, was kind of had me kind of floating on cloud nine.
0: Yeah. I, I just couldn't imagine wrestling my hero. Cause in my case, as horrible of a wrestler as I was, that would mean wrestling like Baumgartner or Kerry McCoy. And that's just there's just no chance. I mean, I might I might have I mean a bat wouldn't help me against either of those two guys.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. I don't know anybody that, that it
0: would would help. Uh, yeah. A bat a bat I would have be no 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 chance against those two beasts. I mean, I'm I'd probably lose that match if I was driving a steamroller. Seriously. <laughs> Yep, yeah. We talk
1: about this old Coach Bruce a lot with with uh with Roby. And he's
0: such a such a
1: monster of a man and just a legend in, in the sport.
0: Been finishing up here with Jared Frayer. as this team has uh got a got a huge football weekend coming up with some recruits in town. Uh congratulations on your first six months in Blacksburg and we look forward to hearing from you on the next six months. So uh let's hopefully Tampa Bay get some wins while we're at it and uh you know the Hokies perform on the mat in this preseason.
1: No doubt, Jason. I appreciate appreciate the time and uh, go hope.